You're listening to a Frequency Podcast Network production. This is Heaven Bent. I'm Tara Jean Stevens. This is part two of this two part mini series, Show Me the Toes. Last episode, we heard from the creator of ShowMeTheToes.com, a website that wants to see evidence of a reported miracle at James River Church in Springfield, Missouri. This episode, my exclusive interview with Chrissy Dines. She's denied at this point all requests to reveal the current state of her foot, but the congregant boldly stands by her claim that on March 14, 2023, God supernaturally regrew her amputated toes. This is Chrissy's first and only interview to date. It's just taken me a a lot to do any talking to anyone about it because as you can imagine, I've gotten a lot of a lot of negative attention and it, you know I, I didn't expect anything to even I didn't even expect anything <laughs> at all. This came out of of nowhere and I'm still getting negative attention. A warning that what's to come will involve some of Chrissy's extremely traumatic backstory, which involves domestic violence, murder, and brief mention of her son's suicide. All these things considered and more, it is really important to me, whether or not you believe in miracles, whether or not you believe this is a miracle, it's important to me that we give Chrissy a safe space to share her side of the story, starting with how she lost her toes in the first place. Well, I guess it's been seven and a half years ago. It was my husband at the time, now ex-husband, obviously. I had left him. Uh, he barged into her home with a 12-gauge shotgun. He didn't want the marriage to be over, obviously. He came in, and um, my 17-year-old witnessed him. He came in, and he said, Tyler, where's your mom? But it opened the bedroom door where I was um, sitting looking at my phone. My friend, Carissa, was had come to stay with me since I was ex parte, things like that. Um, I had also been leading an alternative lifestyle at that time. And um, what do you mean by alternative lifestyle? I was dating Carissa. I had started a woman. So he didn't like that as well. And um, so she was in there folding laundry and he shot her. Uh, She was still alive. I guess I ran at the door and she, kicked the door shut at that time he shot at me and hit me we made it out the window um because his gun jammed I was able to get her out the window we ran through the backyard to a privacy fence she jumped over it crawled over the fence dropped down and died he went around and 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 basically chased me like a deer I ran to a tree that was just about a foot from the privacy fence Looked around the corner, saw him reloading the gun, knew I was going to die, and somehow jumped from the ground up to the top of an eight-foot-tall privacy fence, and he blasted me back off the fence by gut shot, with a gut shot um, from a 12-gauge. So um, I fell down on my back right by her, and I realized she was not alive. So I crab-crawled, uh, holding my guts in to the neighbor's back door 
and bang my head on their door and uh, they drug me in the house. He thought I was dead. He uh, walked around to the front of the house apparently and sat down on the porch and called the police and waited on SWAT. I still have 200 pellets in my body. I was in a coma for two months, coded three times. Um, they ended up being able to save everything all but three toes. That's how my toes were amputated. So for me and my listeners, imagining, you know, we're only left to imagine what your foot looked like after that incident. Can you describe it for me? Like just, it's just missing three toes? Um, it's like the three middle toes. Like it looks like hang, it looks like hang 10. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so the big toe and the little toe were left. When I woke up, they were like raisins, like dried raisins. Cause, um, and it was two months later. Cause you know, they, they did like 13 surgeries, 13. I ended up with like 23 surgeries on my stomach was blown open 12 by 13 inches. So like I said, they don't know how I survived. The doctor will tell you to this day that her body healed in a way that medical science cannot explain. There's a higher power at work here. Were you a Christian then? Okay. So I grew up the opposite of how you did. I grew up Lutheran. So what I say, when I say opposite of you, I mean, opposite type of religion. You know, I was brought up in religion, not relationship with God. Right. So it was um, hymns and going to church on Sunday, being a good person. Yes. Yes. And um, everything, you know, you had to be an approved member. You couldn't just take communion on and on and on and on. And I, and I still have a love for the Lutheran church. Don't get me wrong. And I still feel kind of core Lutheran, <laughs> you know, but uh, when I woke up from my coma, let me tell you, I did get a gift. I didn't get any sight or visions or anything like that. Right. But I just had this like inner knowledge or inner feeling of, I just knew, I just knew God was real and Jesus was real. I just knew it. Like I just was given this wonderful feeling of faith. There's a difference between reciting and knowing scripture and learning than just, just having faith. You became an evangelical, it sounds like. <laughs> I don't, you know, I, and I, but I didn't put a name on it and I didn't, do any practicing though, if you know what I mean. And in fact, I went, ended up going the opposite way. My PTSD kicked in. I never wanted to be on the other side of a gun after I got better. I should say, I never wanted to be on the other side of a gun. Um, I was given massive amounts of pain pills and I ended up turning to the other side of the law for a while, to be honest. Um, and that led me to get into tr some trouble. And that's what led me to James River Church. I actually, um, during that time, I was in Springfield in a federal halfway house. Now, the reason that I went to James River Church, I'll be honest with you, was because I wanted to get a pass to get out of the halfway house. So um, I, I went and I just, I thought, I thought I was really, actually, I was not going to go. I was just going to say I was going to go. And then they told me you have to come back with some sort of pamphlet or something. And I thought, oh no, I don't want to get in trouble. So I better just go, you know, but at least I get to get out. So I went 
And they didn't have a pamphlet, but they had a new person's packet. So I was like, okay, great. So I go there and I, and I go get the new person's packet and I start talking to them and I'm like, man, this place is pretty neat, you know? And so then I go in there and I mean, I fell in love with the church. I, I fell in love with the church and, and I was like intrigued by the sermon and it was teaching me things. And I thought, well, heck I'll go back there. And so I continued to go to James River church and I was saved. So you've now found this home at James River Church. Take me back to the day that your toe miracle happened. So on this pod, we know all about Bill Johnson, uh, the founding leader from Bethel Church in Reading. And I do know that he was a guest speaker that day. I know that much. Yes. Okay. So um, he spoke three days. So the first day that he spoke, it was really odd because... I had an ACL MCL botched repair on my knee and I had just wrote out a praise report saying that um, my ACL MCL, it really felt like it was healing. And he had a word of knowledge right after that, that somebody had a botched ACL MCL repair that needed healing. And it was just right after I had written it down. That's pretty interesting there. Some people and listening so, might think, did you hand that paper in? No, listen, I, it was odd. There was a guy, I don't even know who he is. There was this guy and I was like, this is crazy. Look, I just wrote this. And he goes, can I have that? I've never seen him again, by the way. I don't know who he was, but he took it and he said he was going to pray over it. And so I, it's gone. <laughs> but so that was that night. And I was, but sitting it was in the after back. he took that note that Bill Johnson said someone's been healed or that was before it was. Okay. So I wrote that out and then Bill Johnson said that. And then I was like, I had to tell someone he happened to be by me. So I showed him that. And then he said, can I take that? So then the next day, there was a, a lady right before the service. I went to her and I have a huge abdominal hernia, like from the shooting. Cause remember I was gut shot like the, again, just like when I was shot, the toes are the last of my concern, right? The toes were the last of the doctor's concern. I didn't even think about my toes. So I go to this lady, she, she starts praying for my stomach. And she says to me right before the service, I really feel like something amazing is going to happen to you. So then this girl runs into me and she goes, I've got an extra seat right in the front. Do you want to sit by me? And I was like, sure. Cause I'm really new at making friends and she's around my age. And it was, so I go sit right in the front. Never have I sat in the front. I don't, I'm not a front row type of gal, but I was like, how cool? Because you know, it's, it's Bill Johnson there. So anyway, I go sit in the front and he says, that there's somebody with like broken bones in the toes, right? And I'm like, eh. And then he, he says, you have a problem with your uh, foot, you know, with the bones in the foot. And I'm like, you want to hear something kind of crazy? And she's like, what? And I'm like, I don't have but like any bones in my toes. Do you think that's it? <laughs> She goes, what do you mean? I was like, well, I'm missing three toes. <laughs> so there's no bones in them. And she goes, do you want new toes? <laughs> I was like, well, sure, sure. 
<laughs> so does that and does like, that involve them like taking off your shoes and socks or was it just did she put her did she pray okay. over like put her hand on your foot or so he it just it went like this so she just grabbed my hands and started praying and I guess we were kind of loud about it you know because I thought it was funny that I, you know, I find comedy in, in things like irony in it. Like he's praying for like toes and I don't have any, you know what I mean? Like he's talking about, so surely he's talking about me, you know? So I just started laughing boisterously. So I'm sure that made people pay attention. So then they're listening. So then as she's praying over me, it makes someone else pray over me. Do you see? And then somebody tells somebody else what they're praying for. So all of a sudden, this woman who is there with her, I think, daughter who's in a wheelchair, like she comes down from like several aisles, right? And she says that she had a dream about my foot. She didn't know it was my foot, but she had a dream about a foot that was going to be healed. And she said, I saw your foot, this foot. At that point, someone took my shoe off and my sock off. They anointed my foot with oil. I couldn't see my foot for a while because hands were all over my foot, right? I just know that um, I was, well, first I was really glad I had taken a shower <laughs> with my feet, you know? And then, but second, I just know that... Um, I'd never experienced anything like that ever, 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 ever. And um, it was beautiful. It was amazing. And it was love. And the next thing I know, like the numbness, when you have an amputation, it is, you're, you're numb. And what it feels like, you know, how it feels when you um, step on a, like you're going to step on a stair and your toes are hanging off the end of the stair by accident. I don't know if you've ever done that or hanging off the end of your flip-flop. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, that's how it feels all the time when you have toes amputated. It feels like you're stepping off the end of a flip-flop. Like phantom like phantom toes, sort of. Yes, that's how it feels all the time. Well, that feeling went away. I just know that because I, you know, I couldn't see my foot. You know, they were just like rubbing my foot, anointing it with oil. And um, I just started like, you know, of course crying. And then another lady came over and she, she, um, I guess was a, a prophetic. And she started telling me that everything that I thought to, that I was supposed to be, I am supposed to be, and that I am a miracle. And she started talking about my past like about being shot, but she wasn't talking about being shot. She was just saying, you've been through so much and everything that you think God wants you to be, you're supposed to be like the words that you're supposed to speak to people. You're supposed to speak to them and you have a message to tell and you're supposed to tell it. And what I'm telling you right now is that please be kind to me because this is the first time that I've trusted it to do this. You know, I haven't, I haven't said a word to anyone, you know, and like, the pastors have respected that, you know, because I, I I am such a trauma victim, you know what I mean? And I'm not a victim anymore, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm a survivor, a warrior, but, um, listen, uh, I, I, 
I keep having things happen to me that that are just just the strangest things. And uh, the next thing I know, okay, now remember, I am shot by a, a man who was just hateful and vengeful. And the words he said when he opened that door, by the way, was, you're not going to embarrass me like this. Okay. Um, and then took it aim and fired at us. I mean, it was awful. Uh, chased us like deer, you know, um, in the courtroom, it, it was quoted. He said, oh, he said, I set out to execute those two women and I failed. If I had to do it all over again, I would lean over the fence and blow that beep in the back of her head. Talking about me because he failed. So and that's hate. Anyway, point is, it was a man full of hate. The next thing I know is, and there was one person that knew my story that was sitting there. The next thing I know is there's, this is the craziest thing. Now, remember, I have a 14-year-old that completed suicide, a man that shot me. There is a row of four ages, about 12 to 15 boys on my foot praying over my foot four of them what did that mean to you i don't i i can't i can't i mean i can't even i think that's where where the healing really every part of the healing was just poured out through that you know and more than a physical healing you're talking about emotional and even spiritual healing yes just all of it and then uh and then your toes regrew i mean was it just that like so i looked i looked down and i and and so like i said there were people over my foot and then when they started moving away from my foot as they moved away i was like the toe next to my pinky toe was definitely definitely longer and i was like what and I thought I was seeing things. And remember, I'm a, reg I'm a registered nurse. My nursing license is on hold. I'll never get it back because I went through an indictment. You know, it's free and clear, but I'll never get it back. So what I'm saying is I, I have the education. I was a nurse for 10 years. So I'm not uneducated. I didn't grow up like this. I guess I'm trying to say that I'm not easily swayed. There was a interview with my ex-husband. She's not referring to the ex-husband who shot her, by the way, but another husband from her past. He stated she never said anything or like this when we were married for 10 years. Well, that should tell you that I don't say things like this unless they are true. As the, in, you haven't been spending your whole life going around making up stories. Exactly. Um, the toe next to my pinky toe is longer now than it was, than, it, than my pinky toe. It is longer. The toe next, the third toe is even with the fourth toe, 
which is longer than my pinky toe. And then, and so the second, third, and fourth toe were all gone, totally gone. They were amputated. And that's what I have now. I can bend them. There is the start of a nail bed on the fourth toe. A nail bed? Yeah, the startup one. Okay. Okay. I got to say then, because I did some research before our chat, and according to that research, there is not a single recorded case of a human toe or finger regrowing in any way after an amputation in the entire scientific or medical community other than a rare occasion involving children whose bodies were still in a growth phase after their amputation. Meaning if your toes have regrown in that manner, especially if we're talking about the ability to now, you know, bend and move and see a nail bed, that most people would consider this a, a miracle. And that's why I'm being so careful here because, because I'm being really careful and taking this really, really slow because I now I'm going to share this with you and, and I know it's going to go to the world, but I... And I can do it because my appointment is today at four o'clock, which um, I've got to get ready after this um, with my prosthetic doctor. Um, I'm going to go in and I'm going to get a mold made to see um, the actual changes. Yes. So you I'm had a mold that. before and now you're getting a new one. Yes. For your new toes. Well, that's going to be so yeah. interesting because, you know, we both know that a lot of the negative attention that you've received has mm -hmm. been from people, even Christians, even people who believe that, you know, God works in supernatural ways, the people who are demanding proof. How does it right. feel to have all these people going, prove it, prove it, show me the toes, show me the toes.com. Like, how has that impacted your experience through? I'm glad you're giggling too, because I think a lot of people have been. I mean, yeah. You know, um, here's the thing. If I were to take pictures of my foot, it wouldn't matter. They would say it was made up. They would say it was Photoshopped. What, what, you know, for me to go to a doctor and this, this, why should I have to do that for my, why should I have to even, I'm going to the prosthetic doctor finally, because first of all, it took me forever to get a referral. You have to get a referral to go to that. Why should I take my time out of my day when I'm just enjoying what happened to me? I'm relishing in what happened to me. I'm building my relationship with my God, my, with Jesus Christ. I'm enjoying my church. I am getting better from what I have went through. I don't have, I don't need to do these things for anyone else, but for myself. So when I decided it was time for me to go to the prosthetic doctor, I made the appointment. I got the referral and that's just now, you know what I mean? So I, I'm just kind of ignoring it. And, um, I did go on the show me the toes site and some of it's really funny. And I mean, I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, um, well, I've spoken with, I don't know who, who he is. He's completely anonymous to me, but the, the guy who started showmethetoes.com, I have spoken with him and he actually, yeah, he's got a sense of humor about it, but he's concerned that you're being taken advantage of by the church. What would you say? What would you say to him? He's going to listen to this. Are you being taken advantage of in some way? 
I don't believe I'm being taken advantage of. I think that, um, that the church is acknowledging a miracle. I think that they never intended for any negative responses to occur. I don't think that they expected that. I, I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they ever saw it going this way, you know? And, um, when you're caught up in such a beautiful thing, you want the world to know, you know, especially your congregation. And, um, this is what happens to people when they, when they praise God. I mean, if sometimes if you're not getting negative responses, it means you're not giving the world your testimony, you know? You know what I think a lot about, just I guess in the work that I've been doing with Heaven Bent over the last few years, and I mentioned this to the guy who started Show Me the Toes, you know, I am like him in a way where I'm going, please sh show me the miracle, prove the miracle to me, sh sh show me the evidence because I want to be gobsmacked, you know? And, and I guess what I... What sort of sits with me just in sort of a negative way all these years is why these miracles, why there's not clarity with a lot of the miracle claims that happen. Why is there so much confusion around them? Why, if God is peace and good, you know, why isn't his work then giving us clarity? Why the confusion? What do you think about that? I think that God, like I said, God extends his grace for those that don't deserve it. I think that, um, we don't look at what we can see right now, um, the trouble around us, but we look forward to see the joys in heaven, which we have not seen yet. I, I just think faith is faith. It's hard. It's hard. It is. It is so hard. It's so hard. You know, I have one more question for you, Chrissy. I bet there are a ton of my listeners. I know there are. A ton of my listeners right now who are hoping and praying for miracles in their own lives. So what advice or word would you like to share with them about the possibility of that actually happening for them? Okay. I just, I think that now this comes from Bill Johnson and I just, this needs to be remembered that a lot of people will pray for a miracle. And this is an example. When you want for example, your prayer is, I really need a table and a chair. You have to remember that God gave us trees to make the table and chair. So when you're asking for a miracle, what, what could be your, your miracle could be right in front of you and you're not realizing it. You could have the ability for your own miracle. It's not always something right in your sight. For example, I never realized that I had already been given a miracle of, of life. I didn't acknowledge that. I thought everybody was saying I was the miracle by living. So I just, I just ignored it. You know, I just, I didn't yell it from the rooftops that I had lived by the grace of God. And I'm doing that now. Um, listen, I want, I, I want to, I want to end with, with this, I don't know if you end up wanting to put this in there, but, um, so two, two days ago, um, I stay in a camper and it's a really nice camper, but, um, I had a, uh, a tree trimming truck 
they put the e-brake on and it failed and it rolled into my camper while I was in it and it smashed in and drug my camper 20 foot while I was in it with my dog threw me across the, the whole camper. What is going I'm on in your life? It's so, not you need, you truly do need a hedge of protection around you. Don't you? But I have it, but I have it. Do you know what I'm saying? I have it. So it's, it's just, it's there. I, I guess what I'm telling you is you just got to look at everyday miracles. Everyday miracles are there. A lot of times we're just not seeing them. They're happening all over all the time. And that's what I, that's what I'm trying to say here is that now that little thing that happened to me with the camper like it's nothing now that I've had the toes you know like I'm realizing that God is able to do anything all the time it, it, he really is and you have your appointment today I do. I do here in about a couple of hours, about an hour and a half. So I've got to get ready for that. Great. Well, if, if, if you think of me, I hope that you'll uh, let me know how that goes. Okay. So listen, how that works is they take the mold, just so you know, they take the mold and then they send it off for like six weeks. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so it'll, it's not like I go in there and find out really much of anything today, but I go in there and put my foot in the mold and then they send it off to the lab. And well, let's just say then eventually you maybe won't show me the toes, but you can show me the mold. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yes. All right. Okay, great. Thank <laughs> you, Christy. Right. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. -bye. Yeah.